Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. Today you're going to hear a message by Pastor Jackie speaking to parents about battling for the hearts of the children. It is an appropriate message as school is about to get underway again for another school year. Our children are in a social battle for their souls. The schools, the society, all the messages that they hear are talking to them about who they are or what they can be in their gender, what they can be in terms of their sexuality. While they should be teaching them reading, writing, and arithmetic, they're teaching them all kinds of things that's going to take them on a pathway away from God. We have to fight for our children. Listen closely today as you are an important part in building the life of your children's future. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. We've been arguing with the children. We've been talking down to them or talking bad at them or we've been we've been going face to face, toe to toe. But see you in face to face, toe to toe with the wrong devil. See, you need to get in the face of God, with, with the face of the enemy, with the power of God. You need to begin to show up and say, wait a minute, devil, you can't come in this house. These seeds belong to mine. Me, they belong to me and you can't have them. I don't care how bad they act up. I don't care if they're prodigals. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they do. They belong to me. They are part of my bloodline. So I'm going to Stand in the gap and use the weapons that God has given to me and fight the enemy. Y'all been fighting the wrong people. You're fighting the wrong people in your house. Husband and wife is fighting. You got to understand that the enemy... This is a spiritual battle. That the enemy is at war with you. He wants your house to fall. He wants you to get that divorce. He wants you to be in a place where you can't stand each other. He wants you to be in a place you won't have no communication. You're not talking to each other. He said, well, I got them where I want them. They don't even know how to come in the house and say hi. He says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So we fight in carnality. And every time you fight in carnality, you're not going to win. <laughs> but if you fight with the weapons that God gives you, there is a victory that's on the horizon. There is a victory that will come. I don't care what it looks like, but there's still victory. I don't care if you don't get to see it in the natural with your own eyes, but, but every prayer that you lay up in heaven, it still have access to earth to come and to produce a harvest in the lives of your children. So prayer is a fundamental warfare activity, just in case you didn't know. So this morning, I just want to dive just a little bit deeper. I want to give you five points that will emphasize the significance of prayer in this battle. Number one, recognize that the battle is spiritual. See, as we engage in prayer for the hearts of our children, we must acknowledge that we are engaged in a spiritual battle. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 4 says this, 12 says this. 
It says again, and I want to say it out loud. It says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authority, against cosmic powers, and over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. He says, listen, there's a lot of forces that's going on out there. See, there's forces of darkness that's seeking to allure, to deceive, to draw your children away from God's truth. So therefore, we must not underestimate the power of prayer when we're fighting against these forces. See, it is through prayer that we align ourselves with God's purpose and invite divine intervention to begin to come down and not only come down, but to protect our children. See, when you send your children off to school, you better send a prayer hedge before them. These days, you can't just send them and say, baby, get out the car. Mama, see you later. You better stop and take a few seconds or minutes and pray a divine hedge of protection over those kids. You better pray a protection over who they going to come in contact with. The kind of relationships that they're going to come into contact with. You need to say, God, is there any evil thing? Don't even let it come nigh them. Not even in their dwelling place. God, I stand and I ask you to hedge them in on every side. So the enemy cannot come in and deceive them. You got to pray. When you send your husband to work, you better pray. When you send your wife to work, you better start interceding. I believe that this is a Karen call. I was thinking this morning. He says, listen, I'm calling my church back to a place of prayer. Back to a posture, a posture of prayer. He says, listen, there are some things that y'all pray about. But what he says, we ought to pray about everything everything if he told us that we can pray about everything that means that we can pray about everything we have been constant contact with god number two intercede for their spiritual awakening see first and foremost that ought to be what we do in, in this battle we need to intercede for a spiritual awakening in our children we are to pray fervently for their hearts to be open to the gospel so that they can encounter Jesus in a personal way. That prayer starts with mama. That prayer starts with daddy. You need to be praying and saying, God, touch their little hearts. Open their hearts so that they can receive you. Open their hearts so they can get to know you. I need, they need to know the God of their mothers and the gods of their fathers. Pray that the Holy Spirit will begin to ignite a passion and a lasting love for God within them. The greatest joy is to see your children worshiping God. Not just living for the temporal, but living for eternity. 
So it's okay if they get the highest accolades. We want them to have them. It's okay if they get doctor's degrees. We want them to have them. But it's not okay if their souls is lost while they're getting all of this stuff. So we have to make sure that we are praying over our seed. The most important prayer, you can pray over them if they come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and savior of their lives you gotta ask god take the scale off of their eyes soften their hearts god draw them into an intimate relationship with you take the hardness and i know some of you in the room under the sound of my voice you have some prodigal sons and daughters they grew up in the house of the lord you taught them the way that they should go but then when they got old they decided that they were going to depart but honey let me tell you something the word of god is still true you just keep on praying keep on waiting keep on positioning yourself for that prodigal son and that prodigal daughter to come home they will come home. They don't have no other choice but to come home. They might be 55 when they come, but they still go come home. They might be 70 when they come, but they still go home home. They might be on a deathbed, but they still go come home. Why? Because you've prayed over them. You made a deposit in heaven on the behalf of your children. You know, when I started doing this series, there was a question and, you know, they said, Pastor, what can you tell us about uh, adult children? I'm having issues. I'm having problems with my adult children. See, when you can't communicate with them, you can show communicate with God. You can go before God and tell God all about it. See, stop arguing about all this different stuff, trying to have position, but go tell God about the situation and watch him intervene. He has the hearts of kings and queens in his hand. He can turn it whichever way he chooses and please. You better learn how to claim victory over your house. Victory over your seed. This seed belongs to me. It don't belong to the devil. It belongs to me. I was very intentional about praying over my kids when they were kids. When they were young. And I still pray for them to now, today. But I was intentional. I prayed about who they got married to. They were three, four years old. I was still praying. I said, God, you got a man somewhere. But he needs to have a heart after God first. Second, he needs to love my babies like Christ loved the church. See, I knew how to pray. You wanted your children to get hooked up, you better pray. And I'm still praying for one. God's working on his behalf. She coming. She's coming. And when she comes, she going to be right. Oh, yeah. You know why I know she going to be right? Because I done put a whole bunch of prayers in heaven up for her already. I don't even know who she is. But when she comes, she going to come right in alignment to what needs to happen. She's going to be fitly joined to him. He's going to be the right person at the right time. So I'm waiting. I'm just waiting. I said, God, I got a whole bunch of prayers up there for all kinds of stuff. I'm just waiting for the manifestation of the prayer to come to pass. 
And number three, pray for discernment and wisdom as a parent. We need discernment. We need, a matter of fact, we need divine discernment and wisdom concerning these kids. They so slick, you'll be sleeping, they doing something else. You at work and you think they at school, they doing something else. <laughs> so we need divine discernment. I remember one day, I'm going to tell y'all this story. We were little kids and mama had gone to work and we were outside playing and, and we decided to come into the house and, and, and my brother and my sister just kind of went after it for a little while and, and, and mama got there before we was in the house. See, but we didn't know mama was in the house and they were in the house just talking to each other. Matter of fact, they were cussing like little sailors. And so all of a sudden, like Wonder Woman, mama came out the door. She said, oh, y'all going to be cussing like sailors up in here. Let me handle this business. See, y'all don't do that no more. Y'all don't show up when y'all are spo- not supposed to show up. See, they got trackers on you. They know where you at at all times. Turn the tracker off and show up where they don't know you coming. Sometimes you need to just go up to the school. They don't even know you coming. Sit in the back of the classroom. Come to work. Come home from work a little early sometime. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed. But we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.